Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine to five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I have a guest on today who I am very, very excited about. When I got this email saying that she wanted to be on the podcast, I immediately flipped out, texted all my friends, and just had honestly a little dance party because I was super excited about it. I have Lisa here, who is the founder and owner of Swirl Boutique, who you probably have seen on so many celebrities Instagrams and have just seen it throughout Instagram as well. So I'm super, super honored to have Lisa on the show today. So Lisa, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about today. Yes. Can you just give my listeners a little bit more in depth of like who you are and what you do and just dive into the journey, how you got to this point? Well, I always start with I'm first the first thing you need to know about me is I have a really strong work ethic. And that's usually where I start, especially being an entrepreneur, especially being an entrepreneur in this space. You really have to have a strong work ethic. So that would be who I would tell you is who I am deep down to my core. I'm somebody that loves challenges. I love to grow. I'm all about personal development within my business, within myself. I'm just somebody that really likes a challenge too. So I think being an entrepreneur really suits me in that way. I love being creative. You know, I, we do fashion, but I, I feel like we're much more than that. Even as a brand, Swirl Boutique really encompasses such a cool DNA that really is about our community and who we serve. And that's kind of where it started. Retail is obviously the main driving force behind it, but it's not everything. I think I we stem more from who we are as a company first. So I would say that we start there first. And then we've developed these amazing relationships with different brand partners, our community members, and it's kind of grown to this animal that you see today. Yes. I love that. I want to know, like, how did you get into like the retail fashion industry? Like what was exciting to you about it that you were like, oh my goodness, I need to open up my own shop. Like, just tell me all the things and how you opened up Swirl Boutique. Well, funny story. I was actually, this is just an actually funny, funny story. I was <laughs> kind of cleaning out my closet the other day and just doing some, you know, renovations. And I saw this little block that said Lisa's shop on it. And I don't remember doing it. It looked like I just learned how to write. <laughs> so I feel like it kind of started really from an early age. And that's something that I felt like maybe I manifested as far as, you know, just having those goals. I've always been attracted to retail. When I was able to have my first job, I jumped right into corporate retail. And from there, I was doing small boutiques and managing and running different divisions of these small boutiques. Mm -hmm. And it really gave me the passion that I could do this for myself. So that's where I started. It fell into me. I don't think I, you know, unless I would tell you that I saw that that little block that I wrote Lisa's shop on it when I was barely learning how to write. I don't think it was something that I thought in the back of my mind that I really wanted to do, but I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and being in retail and seeing what I can do in a retail space really gave me the drive to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's really you know, remarkable in a way that like things can evolve so quickly when you go from like 
having this idea as a kid to going into it actually manifesting without you even knowing. And I, I want to know, like, what was it like as when you if you first open up the boutique and you're probably, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing right now? Like, you know, what's going to happen with this? Like, how am I going to grow? All those questions like that. And like, when you first started out, did you ever have like, you know, those moments of like, what if I fail? Or like, what's going to happen if this doesn't work out the way I wanted it to? Or just like becoming discouraged because, you know, something you had planned to do didn't work out the way it was. Well, I think being an entrepreneur, it's a up and down battle of being discouraged to being really excited about everything. I think almost weekly, I feel those emotions. Just like the other week, we were, you know, a little bit down on sales and, oh man, I was just having this really kind of off day. And then all of a sudden everything kind of escalated and we had all these web sales. So I think it really, every week is different being an entrepreneur. I think that's really true that you kind of go through the highs and lows almost on a regular basis. And then you remember why you're doing it. Um, And for me, I'm a firm believer that you should have a passion that is your driving force, not have the driving force being materialistic or superficial items. I think that's when you really kind of hit a wall. So when I opened up Swirl, I was 23. So I think what I had the advantage of is being so naive that I didn't really get discouraged. I didn't really have anything to measure it with as far as what I've done in the past. So I just thought I could do it. And I think when you're that young, you do think you can do everything, which I think was almost a good advantage for me because once everything changed after the recession, I really still had that naivety that I could do anything and I could still make it work. And I didn't get discouraged. So I think that would be something that I would suggest is that be passionate about it and don't have these superficial driven results. I mean, have the journey be your result or have, you know, spreading joy or creating a cool product that you believe in or, you know, connecting with community members, be your driving force and your passion. Because when everything's taken away, as far as the results go, you're left with still that passion, that drive to succeed and face adversity. Absolutely. And I feel the same way. I mean, I started this podcast when I was what, 16, 17, you know? And so for me, I was like, I just got to do it. There's no like other thoughts in my mind. Like I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. And that's it. Like whatever happens, happens. And it was that, you know, sort of like, I was naive. I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't really know what the heck a podcast was and what the background of all the things that behind the scenes were. And I just went for it because, and I learned so much in the process, but like at first it was like, all right, let me just do this thing. You know, I record myself every week and that's it. You know, like that's all I knew at first. And then from there it spiraled into, oh, so much more, but it's so true. It's like the things that you are most passionate about, you're going to do like without a care in the world. Like you're just going to want to go for them. You're just going to want to pursue something that brings you joy. And I think that's what this, the epitome pretty much of this podcast is, is like, how can we find the things that bring us joy that we're just going to want to pursue, you know, like forever. So I want to know based off of that, what was the one thing that you would tell the Lisa who is just starting out 23 years old, opening up Squirrel Boutique? Like what's your one piece of advice for her? I would tell her that you have the power to create the life that you want. Mm -hmm. I think I always felt like it had to be one way. It had to be this box of what I saw, what was happening, what other people were maybe doing or what I thought was what retail should be. So I think I would tell her that you have the power to create the life that you want. You have the power to evolve and be successful. And just giving her that power would be the advice that I would give my younger self. 
Yeah, I love that so much. How have you, because obviously, you know, Sora Boutique is all over Instagram. You have some of the most amazing people come in, you know, from celebrities to influencers to, you know, X, Y, and Z. How have you sort of been able to build that sort of, I guess, like partnerships in a way? And sort of how have you like just grown Swirl Boutique to what it is today? I think it all circles back to passion. I just have this overwhelming drive that's always within myself. You know, I always set these like personal goals for myself. I don't really, really pay attention to a lot of the competition out there. I think sometimes that could muffle your own creativeness. And I think it's about being open and just not having those cares. Like, what if they say no? What if this person doesn't want to come shop with me? What if they don't like my clothes or they don't want to be representing Swirl Boutique? And I think what I learned real early on is that you just need to ask and you need to be okay with somebody saying no or not being interested. And you can realize the power of just asking, hey, I would reach out, you know, DM a celebrity and say, hey, would you want to come in? Like, I'd love to style you. And you have to be okay with them saying no. But then half the time, they don't have people reaching out to because people are intimidated to do that. So I found that just by reaching out and being open and just being available for these celebrities really, really helped with like securing these partnerships. Yeah. Who's like your favorite celebrity or influencer that you partnered with? Or like top five favorites or whatever you want. (laughs) I would say Emily Simpson's one of my favorites just because she is one of the nicest, most down to earth people you'll ever meet. And she's so sweet and so cool. I love her. I would say Amanda Stanton's been great because we've actually partnered with her and her line called Lonnie the Label. So that's been really fun to kind of have the friendship and then be able to support her business, which I love doing. Let's see who else. Oh gosh, Sav LeBron. Are you familiar with her? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So we've been partnering. It's so fun because I get to see these girls grow. And we've had these partnerships from when, you know, I would still say 200K followers is a lot, but she didn't have the platform like she does today. And I've been styling ever since. And she just trusts me and she knows that she can come to me and I have great clothes and I'm going to take care of her and she's going to look fabulous. So I think it's all about building like organic, trusting relationships. And I think that's what we've been able to do through our business. It does help that we live in Southern California. So we're able to actually meet these celebrities. They get to meet me, I get to meet them. And we actually form like a real connection and friendship. The next girl I would say is Ashley Waller-Bills, which is rebooted and going into season two, which we're really excited about. So I had so much fun dressing her and Audrina because I don't know if you ever watched The Hills. You're probably too young. (laughs) But The Hills and Lagoon Beach were like all the rage when we were growing up. So it was kind of fun to have it come full circle. And just recently, um, Tasha Adams from The Bachelor. She's a doll and super fun to work with. And she has such high energy. So like I said, I think it's more or less about really honing in on organic relationships because I want it to feel authentic. I don't want people to feel like, oh, this is a sponsored post or a paid ad. These girls really love coming in, not just loving the clothes, but they love the service that we provide when we go in there and style them or pre-style them for their upcoming events. So that's been really fun. Yeah, I love that. And I think a lot of what you do is very like, you know, relationship based and it's, you know, it's obviously functions a lot better in person. So what is like COVID done for everything? I'm just curious because like, I know for me personally, like a lot of the things that I've done aren't really what I wanted to do and just stuff like that. So how has COVID impacted maybe your personal life, but also your business? Oh, yeah. Well, I would say COVID for me, when it happened, it was 
my perspective that really helped us succeed. I took it as an opportunity to expedite initiatives that we had as far as, you know, growing the website or growing our presence on Instagram. And it gave me the time to really kind of hone in and niche down and focus on those initiatives, which I was really excited about because I never had the time to actually dedicate to my website or the marketing of the website. So that was actually really fun for me, but I also looked at it differently. I didn't look at it as this big downfall or this big horrific thing that is really going to ruin my business. I looked at it as an opportunity to really grow it from a different perspective. So that really helped. I would say what we did is we really tried to figure out how, you know, in person, obviously we're, I don't know if you've seen our Instagram, but we're known for our events our partnerships with brands. So we really tried to figure out how do we take those partnerships, that community, the people that know us and love us and our brand DNA and how to case that on, you know, Instagram or social media without people actually being in our stores. So for me, that was a big challenge, but we came up with a lot of fun things. We did virtual trunk shows, which were fun. And when we first pitched it to a couple of brands, they're like, what is a virtual trunk show? What does that mean? <laughs> now everybody kind of understands it. But and when you would invite your customers, like, what do you mean? Do I come in person? I'm like, no, 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 it's not an in-person thing. It's you just log in, you're here, we're here, but we're going to be virtually here together. So we would showcase some of our fun styles and we would do little promotions. We would make drinks with, you know, virtually with the head of the brand or the designer. So we made it really fun and interactive and people really got to see a look into who we are as a, you know, our personality and they really got to understand who the brands are and what they stand for. So I think it almost educated our customers more on the brand partnerships that we do have. And it proved to be really successful, but it was a challenge at first to try and figure out how do we make this work? Not in person. Yeah, I love that perspective shift too, because, you know, seeing it as opportunity, being able to grow your online presence, it's like, it makes it feel like it was worth it. Because some people could look at it and be like, oh, my business is closed. And so I can't do X, Y, or Z. And this is such a mess and da, 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 whatever. But like for you, you're like, how can I make the best of this? How can I really push through this situation that no one expected? You know, and so what was it like for your, I mean, I'm assuming you you have employees in the, in the boutique and you have, you know, people who are just like around. So what was it like for that sort of community, I guess? You know, so you have like, obviously your consumer community was like, they were online and stuff like that, but like for sort of like your employees and stuff like that, like how did you shift with that? Well, thankfully, the employees that I had, I was able to keep on, which was a big blessing to us. And we just had to, all of us had to pivot and shift like our daily initiatives of what we got done, our task list. We got more social media driven as everybody probably did. So we had to learn some new things. We jumped on the TikTok bandwagon. We did really cool videos and email campaigns. And so I have to say, I was really blessed that my team that was still there, that we were able to keep on, um, really kind of jumped in and shifted gears with me and were really positive about it. So I think the whole point too, is that you have to have people that are dynamic that work for you that can evolve and change with the business. I think that's super important to have people that are ready for that kind of a challenge too, which is really hard sometimes because sometimes when we're doing things the same way for so long, it's easy to get into those routines. But my team really stepped up and really helped with ideas or what should we do today? We did a lot more creative brainstorming, which I really actually still miss a bit more because that part's so much fun. Yeah. What is like your favorite thing about like what you do? Like if you could choose any piece to like do like just that one thing, like what would it be? (laughs) I think it's being, I think I'm really 
it could be, I'm not going to say it could be any business because that's not true, but I love business. I love creating. I love creating something that people are attracted to, that people care about, that people want to be a part of. I think community is really important to me. So I love our community. Obviously the events were some of my most favorite times because it was like Swirl came to life and the brands came to life and you're really tangible ways to view the brand and view our shop and view our experience. So I would say creating for me is probably the most exciting part of it. And then when it actually works out, that's even just as more fun. (laughs) Yes, I love that. I love to just like dip into a bunch of different projects and just like create things and go for things and like just have all these different, I don't know. I just, I personally love that as well. So I, I can resonate with that. Before I roll into the final question of this podcast, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on the web, on social, all the things and Swirl Boutique as well. Okay, so we're on Instagram at Swirl Boutique, all one word. I'm at Lisa Lander Society, and that's where you can find me, my personal styling page, and a little bit more personally about me. And then we're on swirlboutique.com, and we're on Pinterest, Swirl Boutique, Twitter, Swirl Boutique. So pretty easy. Most of it's just Swirl Boutique. (laughs) Yes, and all of the links will be in the description below. So for the last question of this podcast episode, this is the question that I've asked every single guest who has ever been on. So based off the title, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give dreamers based off of how you have fashioned your passion? I would give dreamers the advice to work in the field that you think you want to be in. I think that's super important. I think you need to get your feet wet. You need to start somewhere. And even if it's not the place you want to end up, the journey is just as much fun and you learn so much. And I think that really takes your passion and creates something tangible. So I would say definitely work in the field or at least try it out where you want to be. Don't compare yourself to others. Try not to do that. I know it's so hard. You can get inspiration. But I think the biggest thing for us is that we, and especially me, I try not to view anybody as competition because I believe there's space for everybody. And if you, whatever you're doing, whatever your passion is, does it bring value? Is it something that's spreading joy? Even if you're not reinventing the wheel, you're presenting a wheel that's the best version of the wheel that you know. So I think it's important to really hone in on what is your objective and really find like what makes you happy. Yes. I love that so much. That is like pure, pure gold. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the pod today. I had a pleasure chatting with you. And for those of you listening, I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode. And if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week.